How many of you believe that God is our source? That's not good enough. How many of you believe that God is our source? Raise your hand. God is our source. Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you are our source, God. Father, we thank you that apart from you, your word says we can do nothing. So, God, we thank you that you give us power. Lord, that you give us everything we have. So, Father, we commit this day to you. We thank you that you are our source in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I tell you, it is the will of God to bless his people. Look with me at Deuteronomy 8.18. puts it this way. You shall remember the Lord your God. Look at this. You shall remember the Lord your God. I know this is small, but we're going to do the best we can with it. Amen? Come on, somebody. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Do you hear that? It does not say he gives you wealth. It said he gives you power to get wealth. That means you got to get up and go to work. And everybody said? Everybody said amen. He says he will give you the power to get wealth. He does not give you wealth. That means you got to do your part. Get a job. The word bless. They're like, I'm looking. The word bless is found 127 times in the Bible. The word blessed is found 302 times in the Bible. The word blessing is found 67 times in the scriptures. The word curse is found 101 times, cursed 72 times, cursing 12 times. In other words, what I'm trying to say to you is that blessing is in the Bible twice as much as cursing, and you are blessed to be a blessing. And that is God's will. And if you don't understand that, the Bible says that he will bless you twice as much as he will curse you. Amen. It is the will of God to bless his people. Are y'all following me this morning? It is the will of God to bless his people. We're blessed to be a blessing. Now, there are three reasons God wants to bless you. Y'all following me this morning? I'm going to get you out of here quick because these bleachers are horrible. We'll be back in the high, school, uh, the high school next week. There's three reasons that God wants to increase you, that God wants to bless you. Amen. Number one, number one, for your sake. Number one, for your sake. I want you to look at this in Malachi 3.10. Look what he said right here. It's for your sake. Malachi 3.10, he says, when you bring all the tithes into the storehouse, he said, I will open up the windows of heaven. I will pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. And catch this. Look at what verse 11 says. And I will rebuke the devourer. Why? For your sake. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So number one, he wants to bless us for your sake. Amen. When we get in alignment with God, he wants to bless you for your sake. Can I tell you, he really does love you? He really does care for you? He really does want to bless you? Amen. And he said, for your sake. Listen, he said, for your sake. I know, I, I know, it's distracting. For your sake, he said, I want to bless you. Another reason God wants to increase you is for his own sake. For your sake, for his own sake. Listen, number two, look at Isaiah 48, 11. He says, for what? For my own sake. For my own sake, he said, I will do this. So he wants to, number one, increase you for his sake. And number two, he says, for my sake, for my sake. God's name is on you. Amen. He says, for my own sake, I will do it. Everybody knows that it's God who gets the glory, God who gets the credit, God who is the one who's glorified when you have been helped, when you have been blessed, when you have been provided for. Amen. 
Because he's the one that gives us what? The power to be blessed, right? So he'll do it for his sake, for, for your own sake and then for his sake. The third way, listen, God wants to bless you is for the covenant's sake. Amen. It's for the covenant's sake. He wants to bless you. Look at Exodus 32, 13. Moses prayed. He said, remember, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel is what he said. He said, to whom you swore by your own self. He said, remember the covenant. And he's praying to God. And he says, remember the covenant. And the Bible says that God changed his mind. Amen. So there's three reasons God wants to bless you. For your sake for his sake, and for the covenant's sake. Even in the Old Testament covenants, I want you to understand this. They had blessings that were provided under the covenant of God that God had made with him through the blood sacrifice of animals and for them following him out. Amen? They had covenants in the Old Testament. Listen to this. The Old Testament covenants included forgiveness of sin. How about that? Praise the Lord. I got one clap. Thank you. Forgiveness of sin was an Old Testament covenant. That, healing of diseases. Where are we at? How about provision? That was things that was given to them in the Old Covenant. Provision in that day was barley, was land, was wheat, was cattle, was, was lambs, was sheep. That was provision in those days. That the Lord provided all they needed. And the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 that they would be blessed in the city. Come on. That they would be blessed in the field. They would be blessed in their coming. They would be blessed in their going. Amen? Are y'all following me right now? He said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. He says, I'm going to make you above only and not beneath. That's what he told them. That was for the seed of Abraham. Paul said in Galatians chapter 3 that we are the seed of Abraham through the covenant of Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's for you too. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? He says those are the blessings for the seed of Abraham. And Paul says in Galatians 3 that you are the seed of Abraham through the covenant of blood covenant through Jesus Christ. Amen? And you have to understand this. That we're under an even better covenant than what they were under in the Old Testament. If the blood of goats and animals could bring this kind of provision for these people, what do you think the blood of Jesus Christ can do for you? Amen. You are under a whole different covenant. If the blood of goats and animals could bring that, you got to understand what I'm telling you. I want you to hear me today. I want you to hear me that your birth was not a mistake. Amen. Your birth was not a mistake. You are not just a nobody to your God. You are his child. He knows what you need before you ask him. If the blood of goats and animals could do that for them, what do you think he'd do for his son or his daughter? Amen. You got to get a hold of that. And I want to show you something. I want to show you this. There's three levels of spiritual blessing that we see in the scriptures. And I want to show you this because I think it's very, very significant. Amen? It's very significant. There's the Egypt level. There's the Egypt level of blessing. It's the covenant relationship. Y'all got to follow me. It's the covenant relationship that God made with his people when they were in Egypt. And I think that that speaks how most of us start out with the Lord. Amen? We're in Egypt. We're slaves to sin. We're slaves to bondage. We're not even getting by. We're slaves to addiction. We're slaves to all the things that want to... Egypt is a type of the world, amen? We're slaves to immorality. We're slaves to all these things when Christ comes in our life. Come on, somebody. And thank God. 
Thank God, even though we're in slavery and we're in Egypt, that he still has a covenant relationship with us. Amen. Even though we're in slavery, he still, listen, he never gives up on us. He never walks away from us. He never lets us go. Egypt was the land of not enough. Amen. you got to follow me. Egypt was the land of not enough. And then they move, right? They come a time in their life, they're slaves in Egypt, and there comes a time when he moves them out of Egypt. Amen. And they move from slaves in Egypt. They were in a land of not enough. Amen. They were in a land of not enough. And he moves them from slaves in Egypt to a land that was not enough. And then there came a time when he moved them out and he moved them to the wilderness. He moved them to the wilderness where God began to provide daily for them just enough. They moved out of Egypt into the wilderness. They went from not enough to now they're in the wilderness to just enough. They moved from the land of slavery, not enough, to just enough. And the Bible says they couldn't store it up. They couldn't, they only had enough for 24 hours. If they tried to store it up, the worms and everything would get in it. And they had to pray every single day, God give us our, thank you, five of you read your Bible. They would pray every day. Every day, God give us, they had just enough. God had taken them to a place, I want you to listen to me, where they had to believe in him for every need they had. They had to trust him. They had to believe in him for every need they had, for every bite of food, every day of their life. He was teaching them, trust me, trust me, trust me. I'm your provider. I'm your source. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm Je Come on, somebody. He's saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. God was saying, I'm moving you from a slave mentality to a son mentality. He says, I'm moving you into a son mentality. And listen, listen, you got to understand this. God, God was saying, I want to move you into a son mentality. And when he got them out of Egypt and put them into the wilderness, he told them to sacrifice animals. That was the very first thing Moses did is he made a blood sacrifice and a covenant with God and his people. And they became his sons and daughters. Amen. Now listen, it began... They began to move from Egypt, from not enough. They never, ever had enough. And then they went into the wilderness, and it's just enough, just enough. Come on, somebody, they're just barely getting by. Who am I talking to? You're just barely getting by, rubbing two nickels together, trying to make a dime. Come on, they go from Egypt to not enough, and now they're in the wilderness where they're just barely getting by. You know, can you, as you walk with God, he will take you from level to level. Do you understand that? He will take you from level to level and things will change and he will take you from a slave to a son. And I'll tell you what, he's going to get you in that place where you learn to depend on him. You learn to trust him. You might not be storing up a lot right now, but you're getting by. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You might not be storing up nothing yet. But he's moving you from level to level. You're getting by. You're finding out that God's faithful. God's faithful. If I'm faithful, he's faithful. 
If I'm not faithful, he's still faithful. Amen. Come on, tell him you love him this morning. And then you see him moving. Listen. From a slave to a son. But then there's the third level. And it's the promised land. They go from Egypt to the wilderness and from the wilderness to the promised land. He says, I'm going to move you from a slave mentality. I'm moving you out of Egypt from a slave mentality, listen, to a son. But now he said this. He said, if you're going to get in the promised land, if you're going to move from not enough to a land of just enough, and you want to move from just enough to the promised land, which is more than enough. Amen, somebody. He says, you're going to have to go from a slave mentality, he said, to a son mentality. And if you want to leave the wilderness in the son mentality, and you want to step into more than enough, he says, you're going to have to go to a soldier mentality. Come on, somebody. He says, you're going to have to become a soldier. You're going to have to become a soldier for Jesus Christ. He said, because I'm going to give you the promised land. He says, but there's giants in there. He says, they're going to try to fight you. He says, I want you to go take the promised land. I want you to go kick them out. Come on. You want more than enough? You better become a soldier. You better become a soldier. Amen. That's what I'm telling you. Woo. He said, it's time for you to go from a slave to a son to a soldier. I want you to learn how to fight. I want you to learn how to fight. It's time for you to grow up now. It's time for you to realize you're in a fight. I'm telling you, you put on the whole armor of God. You begin to fast. You begin to pray. And you begin to war. And you begin to understand that I was created for more than just barely getting by. I was created for more than enough. You begin to fight. You get militant with your prayers. Oh, you got to understand what I'm telling you. You were created for more than just getting by. It's what God wants you. Oh, I'm believing God for an increase, an increase of joy. Come on, an increase of anointing, an increase of provision. Oh, come on, y'all. I'm believing God for an increase. And can I tell you, if you're going to get to that level, you got to go from being a slave, you got to go from being a son, and you better turn into a soldier. Amen. You got to move from just barely getting by. Then you move, you know what, I'm into a soldier. I'm a soldier. I'm going to make a difference. And when you begin to understand that, that that soldier mentality is how you get to the land of more than enough. That soldier mentality, guys, listen to me. That's how you get to the land of more than enough. Paul said this, Timothy, my son, he was a son. Timothy, my son, he said, wage a good warfare. Timothy, my son, listen, wage a good warfare. Can I tell you, increase never comes without soldiers learning to fight. Amen. 
Amen. That was a great place for every one of you to shout right there. Increase never comes without soldiers learning how to fight. You become militant in your prayers. You become militant in your worship. You become militant in your praise. Come on, somebody. You begin to wage war. You begin to wage war. And that's what we're doing for 21 days. Whether you know it or not, let me tell you something. You've just entered into spiritual warfare. Don't let that scare you, though. Because I got good news for you this morning. Amen. You've been fasting and praying. Can I tell you something? The devil knows who you are now. Oh, you just entered into spiritual warfare, and the devil knows who you are now. You've been fasting and praying, and you moved into his territory. He showed up when Jesus started fasting and praying. Amen. He showed up. You fast and pray, you move into his territory because there are demons who only respond to fasting and praying. Look at Mark 9, 29. Jesus said this. He said, these kind come out by nothing but fasting and prayer. When you start praying and fasting, the devils know your name. Welcome to the military. Amen. You just became a soldier for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Every time you've been pushing away the food, every time you've been praying, every time you've been turning social media off and, and getting into the Word of God, come on. You're suiting up. And God is saying, uh-oh, I got me more than a slave. He says, yeah, I've got a covenant relationship with him, but I've got me more than a slave. And he says, uh-oh, I've got me more than a son who's just dependent on me. He looks down and he says, oh, I got me a soldier now. He says, who's going to invade the gates of hell and who's going to fight with me and you're going to go back and take back everything the enemy has stolen from you. Woo! You got to be a soldier. Soldier mentality. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you something? Come on, church. Can we get militant about our praise? Can we get militant about our praise and worship? Can we do that this morning? Let's get militant. When you learn that praise is not just something for the stage, these guys ain't up here just a bunch of entertainers. They're not up here to try to entertain you. Amen. When you really are a soldier, you understand that praise, your praise is binding up the enemies. Your praise, that's what Jehoshaphat did. He started fasting for three days. He sent the singers out. They sung, and the Bible says the enemy started turning on himself. Amen. That's how important your praise is. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Lord, let Restoration Church be full of wild, happy, excited, crazy praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just praise the Lord right now. As we praise God right now, he's going to bless you. He will bless you right now. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, can I tell you, praise him for what you're fasting for. Praise him for what you're fasting for right now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Praise him for what you've been praying for. Right now, not when the answer comes. We don't praise him when the answer comes. There's no faith in that. We praise him right now before we get the answer. Hallelujah. Praise him for what you've been praying and fasting for. Amen. Oh, tell your neighbor the victory is yours.
Tell him, man, that was weak. Tell him the victory is yours. All right. Now, there's three levels of blessing. There's three levels of blessing. From Egypt, slave mentality, to the wilderness, son mentality, to the promised land, soldier mentality. From not enough, to just enough, to more than enough. Amen? Now, this is where I want to be. I want to quickly, I want to, I want to give you I want you to take these verses. I want, to, I want to rapid fire a few of these verses right here. And I want you to get these in your spirit. I want you to write them down. I want you to pray about them, okay? I want to give you a few quick verses that, that talk about increase, that talk about blessing. And I, and I want you to get these in your spirit and pray over them all week. Look at Deuteronomy 32, 13. He made him ride on the high places that he might eat the increase of the fields. Everybody say increase. increase. I love Job 8, 7. Though thy beginning was small, the latter end shall what? Greatly? Come on, y'all. Catch on. Catch on. I, here it is. Look, Psalms 115. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Hallelujah. Isaiah 29, 19. The meek shall also increase their joy in the Lord. How many of you can say that this year? Huh, how many of you need that? Five of you? How many of you need more joy in the Lord this year? He says, the, increase your joy. How many unhappy people do I got in here? Oh, okay. We need more joy in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 71, 21. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Come on, praise him for that one. Is there anything you do great? Is there anything you do great? That just said, you shall increase my greatness. He can increase that. Whatever it is you do great, he can increase that. Come on, look, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Why? So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. How many of you like those words right there, plenty and overflow? Huh? How many of you like them words? Ooh, I do, I do, I do. Listen, can we thank him for his increase right now? Come on. All right. Now we're getting to where I want to be. Now we're getting to where I want to be. I want you to hang out with me just for a few more minutes. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. This is where, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to land airplane at right here, y'all. So when you move from Egypt to the wilderness, to the promised land, listen, from a slave to a son to a soldier, when you move from not enough to just enough to more than enough, there's one more level that this is all connected to. There's one more level that's all connected to. Jesus talked about three relationships that he would have with his people. Number one in the book of John, chapter 10, John 10, 12, he said they're hirelings. A hireling is someone who is there in relationship to get what they want out of it. See that? He says they're hirelings. They're hirelings. And many people, let's be honest, myself included. Come on, y'all. Myself included, when they start out, their lives are so destroyed that they come to the Lord with a spirit of a hireling. 
they're not really committed. I'm really not even into all this God stuff, but my life is a wreck. I need the Lord. I'm at my wit's end. Come on, somebody. I don't know what to do. I have nowhere else to turn. I'm just a hireling, and I need you today, Jesus. Amen. I can't get free. You're a hireling. And he said, the way you know somebody is a hireling, listen, he said, the way you know somebody is a hireling is when the wolf comes, they leave the sheep and run. They're not really in it for the long haul. Amen. He says, you're a hireling. And the way you know you're a hireling is you flee when the wolf comes and the enemy attacks and you're not really there for the long haul. And a lot of this, the truth is that most people just come to church for only what they can get out of it. You never serve, you never help, you never get connected, you never use your talents, you never use your gifts. You're just a hireling and that's okay. God loves you and so do we, praise God. Hallelujah. God loves you and so do we. I was one of them. I was a hireling. Amen. Then he said this in Matthew 23, 11. I want you to catch this, guys. You will be called servants. The greatest of you will be a servant. They were having a conversation. Can the master be greater than a servant? Can the servant be greater than a master? And he said, the greatest among you will be servants. He says, you will be my servant. So you move now. I want you to catch this. Y'all follow me? You move from being a hireling. What can I get out of it? But as you start growing, guys, listen to me. You start moving and you say, you know what? I'm moving from a hireling. Just bless me, bless me, bless me. Oh, help me, help me, help me. And I'm moving from a hireling to a servant that I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. That I'm blessed to be a blessing. Jesus is being too good to me. I got to go tell people about it. I got to start serving the kingdom of God. I got to start leaving people to Jesus. I got to start telling. He's been too good to me. I can't keep it to myself no more. And you move from a hireling to a servant. But there's one step even greater than a servant. Got to hear me because this is where we're at. And this is found in John 15, 15. He says, you will be called my friends. Listen, he said, I no longer call you servant. I call you my friend. I don't call you a servant no more. I call you my friend. And the things that I have learned from the Father, I'm going to tell you. I tell my friends things that I don't tell other people. I tell my wife. She knows more about me than anybody because she's my bestest friend in the whole wide world. Come on. Amen. Jesus said, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. And now I'm telling you everything that God has shown me. Amen. Now, when you get in friendship... And you get in that friendship relationship with God. He starts talking to you. He starts leading you. He starts speaking to you. He starts guiding you. He starts giving you his direction. He makes known to you his ways, his will, his desire. Amen. That's what he does when you move into being a friend. Listen. 
Now you've moved from just being a hireling and just being a servant to being a friend of God. Abraham was called a friend of God. And can I tell you that there is so much more to this thing called Christianity than just a little Sunday service meeting? Amen. I thought for sure I'd get more claps than that. The hirelings. Listen. There's so much more. Listen to me, church. There's so much more to Christianity than just Sunday morning religion. Amen. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your friend. He wants to make known to you the plans of God for you and your family. Amen. The plans of God for his kingdom. The plans of God for this church. Can we be friends of Jesus this morning? He wants you to be his friend. God, can you tell me the plans you have for us? You, your family, everybody. Do you know it takes on a bigger meaning and a promise than you ever thought? This whole thing becomes more. And then what's astonishing, and I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. What's astonishing right here, I'm, I'm finishing, is once he knows you're his friend, watch this. Now we're going back to the fast. Okay? We got one more week, guys. Finish strong. We're going to go back to the fast. Here's what he said. Listen. He said this. Matthew 13, when you fast, when you pray, when you give, he said, I will give you an open reward. And he said in that chapter, he said, some will receive 60-fold or some will receive 30-fold. Listen, that's the hireling. Amen? Some will receive 30-fold. That's the hireling. And then he says, some will receive 60-fold. That's the servant. But some will receive a hundredfold. And that's my friends. Amen. Why? Why? Because I can trust them. Because I've watched them walk through the wilderness. Because I watched them come from being a slave, come on somebody, into being a son. And I can trust them. And now they're gone into the promised land. And now they've become soldiers. And now they've just become my friends. And I can trust them with the kingdom. Amen. They're my friends. I've watched them just barely getting by. They're not a hireling anymore. They're my friends. They're not a servant. They're in an intimate relationship with me. And they love me. And God says, now that I've got me a pure heart, I can just keep pouring the increase on and the increase on. And I can just keep adding more. Come on, somebody. And just keep adding more. And when he sees you got a pure heart and you're his friend, he says, I just want to keep blessing you. And then we go back to all them increase verses. Amen. And it's not just about money. Listen to me. It's not just about money. It's about anointing, opportunities, power, spirit. Come on, the presence of God in your life. Amen. The direction of God. He says, I'll make known to them my plans because they're my friends. Can I tell you? He said, and because they're 
connected to the vine, they just keep producing much fruit. Because they're connected to the vine, they just, can I tell you something, the key to this thing? Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Is being connected to Jesus. He said, if you are connected to the vine, you will continue, continue, continue to produce much fruit. Get in alignment in 2024. Amen. Listen to what I'm saying to you. He wants this year to be more than just a Sunday morning experience for you. Amen. Come on, you can clap for that. Get in alignment. He wants to be your best friend. And isn't that what this is all about? Isn't that what this is all about? Out of that relationship, out of you making him your best friend, out of that relationship, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first a relationship with Jesus, and that'll be added on. That'll be added on. Ain't that? That'll be added on. Ain't that what this is all about? Seek first the relationship with Jesus, and then everything else will be added unto you. Friendship with Jesus. Can we get in alignment with God? Amen, church. Alignment with his word. Come on, y'all stand to your feet for me this morning. We got one week left of our fast. We got one week left of our fast. Nobody leaving yet. Give us a couple more minutes. Can we finish strong, church? Amen. Can we finish strong? We're two weeks into this fast and the Lord has already given us a piece of property. What did we start praying for when we started fasting and praying? Where does God want this church at? He is moving. He is moving. Let's finish strong. We got one more week left. Amen. We got one more week left. And I want to say this. I really felt it this week. I really felt this this week. I want you to hear me because I've been praying for you. And I don't just say that. I don't just say this because I've been praying for you because I love you people so much. I love y'all so much. I'm telling you. And I'm praying for your business. I'm praying for your jobs. I'm praying for your dreams. I'm praying for your calling. I'm praying for your heart. I'm praying for your heart to be so attached to him in 2024. I want you to grow spiritually in phenomenal ways this year, like you've never grown before. I want you to grow spiritually. And it's not just about the increase of stuff. Amen. It's not just about the increase of stuff. It's about the increase of Jesus in our lives. Amen. And it shows up through our worship. It shows up through our prayers. It shows up through our fasting. It shows up in our joy. An increase of joy. Amen. It shows up in our relationships. You know, as we align ourselves in the Word of God, in the ways of God, when we put Jesus first in every aspect of our life, He wants to be more He wants to be your best friend. Amen. He wants to be your best friend.
And it all starts when we invite Jesus into our heart.